You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello world, welcome to the Lucas Askew Experience. I'm glad to have each and every one of you listening today. Let's be honest, I'm glad each and every episode to have you, the LAE faithful, riding co-pilot and experiencing life with me. No guest in the program today. Schedules couldn't quite align, and in reality, I wanted a little bit more monologue time. It's been a while since I haven't needed to share the mic, so I just wanted it all for myself. But before we dive in, we do have some housekeeping to take care of. Last episode, I threw out a challenge Nay, it was was more of an opportunity for everyone that was listening to receive a nice care package from our sponsor that episode, Perfect Bar. The opportunity was to show me how you experience your perfect moment with the hashtag ThePerfectLAE. I was blown away by the response and creativity, but there was one individual that stood above the crowd. You could say he won by a hair length. So without further ado, I'm pleased to announce that Dave Nelson from Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada, my hometown, is your winner of the perfect LAE challenge. His confidence in shaving his head bald and doing it in solidarity with a friend earned him the honor and the box of those melt-in-your-mouth delicious, yet nutritious, perfect bars. Dave, the bars are being shipped to you as we speak, so hope you enjoy. But that was the last episode. What do we have in store today? Well, first, let's give a nod and some airtime to another one of our fantastic LAE sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by David's Tea, the drink of choice for every person I know actually named David. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, Lucas, you're promoting tea? I thought you were more of a hot chocolate guy, or you've been turning into one of those cold-brewed coffee fanatics. Yes, I know, being called a tea drinker was never in my thought process until recently, and I credit this transformation to the helpful staff and warm reception I received the first time I walked into a David's Tea. You see, David's Tea has a very simple start and upbringing. It was the mid-2000s, two cousins, David and Herschel Siegel, were gallivanting on the streets of Montreal, Quebec. If you've never been to Montreal, I would highly recommend it. Probably the best summer destination in North America. Yes, I know that's a bold proclamation, but that city can back it up. And in Montreal, you're often gallivanting the streets, visiting stores, museums, exploring art. So one day in the midst of their adventures, David and Herschel were searching for a place to stop for a cup of tea. They saw plenty of Starbucks and artisanal coffee shops on their way, but it was 2 o'clock, and there was no way they were going to sleep. They had a caffeine-enriched beverage. Despite their hardest efforts, there wasn't a place to go and get a first-rate cup of tea with a first-rate level of service to boot. And it was then that the idea of David's Tea was born. After a couple of years of building the concept and letting it properly steep, yes, gotta love those tea puns, David and Herschel Siegel launched their first store in 2008. By the time 2012 rolled around, there were over 75 locations all across North America. So what makes David's Tea so special? And why didn't they call it Herschel's Tea instead of David's Tea? 
Well, to answer the first question, it lies within the passion of the founders and now by proxy, the team members they hire within their stores. These people are genuinely passionate about tea and knowledgeable as well. They can tell you all about the 150 different varieties within the store. They can ask you about your taste palette and what types of flavors you enjoy to customize your perfect order. They can tell you what pairs well with a cup of tea. And we know the answer to that is always a nice warm chocolate chip cookie. But the secret sauce for David's Tea is the contagious nature of their workers in providing a customized shopping experience and allowing the flavors of the tea to do the rest of the talking. I said there were over 150 flavors. You can go with the old classics of Earl Grey, infused mint, or you can jazz things up with a silk dragon jasmine or red velvet. Yes, I said red velvet, and it tastes just like the dessert. David's Tea can be purchased online at one of their 75 brick-and-mortar stores across North America, and now even in your neighborhood grocery store. Well, only in Loblaws in Canada at the moment, but if you keep drinking the tea, that trend will continue. And to answer the second question, why didn't they call it Herschel's Tea instead of David's Tea? I actually don't know that question, so I can't answer it. And because I'm in such a great mood through drinking this tea, and it is not lost on me that our winner from the Perfect LAE Challenge was named David. Shout out again to David Nelson. I'll sweeten the pot even more. And we'll be sending you, Mr. Nelson, a David's Tea prize pack just for listening. Good things happen when you listen to the LAE. So thank you to David's Tea for sponsoring today's podcast. David's Tea, making it feel like you are having tea time in London without the looming threat of Brexit. Welcome back to Luke Sask Experience. As I said before the break, just me today. No guest to ping pong ideas or questions off of just the man and his microphone. And it's been a while since I've, I've done a traditional set and shared stories, shared my experiences. Meaningful, but mostly nonsensical stories that help pass the time on your commute wherever you were heading today. Today brings me back a couple years when I, when I tried my hand at, at replicating the lifestyle of one of my idols, Jerry Seinfeld. Late night open mics, trying to test out material that was PG when everyone else was going straight to rated R material. It was tough. You're only going to get so many laughs when you're building a two-minute joke about Trader Joe's. The place, Trader Joe's, still boggles my mind. You have a bunch of hipster-looking cashiers wearing Hawaiian shirts, recommending varieties of frozen food cuisine. And all these workers have extremely must have extremely good blood pressure because they're they're never stressed i never see a trader joe's employee ever stressed broken cash register they just ring the bell once no problem the yogurt is leaking from one of the insides no worries ring the bell twice we've got it someone tries to take a bottle of wine and attempts to shoplift okay well all bets are off there because you do have a problem but overall, these Trader Joesites, is it Joesites or Trader Josers? Whatever these Trader Joes workers like to be called, they're some of the calmest individuals I know. Maybe this is just in San Francisco, or maybe I'm just in a euphoric state when I'm grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. That I don't actually see the train wreck when it is occurring. Who knows? But Trader Joes, thank you for being you. 
But yes, as uh, before I got uh, on that Trader Joe's tangent, I was uh, I was trying my best of open mic nights. Wanted to become Jerry Seinfeld, and you you really learn a lot about yourself when you're in a, a comedy club, an open mic. You're usually in the basement of some uh, some facility. They they don't put the at least the early open mic nights in in well lit locations. It's usually past eleven p.m. that you're doing this, and and I'm not really a night owl, so I was I was usually somewhat falling asleep during this time. But again, if for the hustle, if you want you want to become a stand up comic, you need to go go on the circuit, try new things, test out new materials, and. Uh, and again, this is uh, this is what I this is what I was trying to do, and that's why you will see on my Instagram handle former stand-up comedian. I tried my hand a year plus, did a couple of shows, some great reviews, some not so great reviews, and and realized that that humor lies in the beholder, and, and sometimes sometimes you're funny, sometimes you you have a knack for for creating well-written comedy and delivering it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just need to have a podcast with your name on it and the ability to to talk in, in a mic without anyone hearing or laughing at uh, at what you're doing or not laughing at what you're doing to really, really satisfy your your particular creative itch and creative needs. So that's uh, that's ultimately what what I did. But I do miss the I do miss the days of, of stand up comedy. I still enjoy going to shows. I enjoy hearing just people going through the creative process, and it's it's difficult. People don't don't realize the the amount of time it takes, the amount of energy, and just just being funny, just being funny is is difficult. Like I, I don't, I, again, I don't consider myself the funniest individual in the room, even though right now there's no one else in this room. So I guess by de facto I would have to be, but you know if if you want to become funny, it's like any great skill. You need to, you need to listen. You need to be observant of what uh, what people are saying, what people are, are talking about, the the inflections in their voice, the mannerisms, the things that uh, people can relate to. People uh, people like to uh, relate to themselves. So if if you can create comedy and create uh, material that relates to them, people will laugh about that. But overall, the the creative process to me is is fascinating. But Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, come on, what's the deal? What's the deal with his airplane food? You know, pe- people always, and uh, I actually had a conversation last week, people, is Jerry Seinfeld one of the one of the greatest comedians of, of our generation, my generation? He's a clean comedian, which I appreciate. Some people don't, uh, don't, don't love him. You know, I feel he's a little too bland, a little too dry. I had this conversation uh, just last week with, uh, with, with someone I know, and, and I told them I, I will try and I will try and convince you why why I think Jerry Seinfeld is is one of the greats. I, I don't know necessarily how I'm going to do it, uh, except providing uh, you reruns of all the great Seinfeld episodes o- over the time. But just again, comedian comedians in cars getting coffee. Eh, it's not the it's not the greatest, but the B movie. Let let's talk about greatness. I think I've watched the B movie, one of the one of Jerry Seinfeld's greatest productions, at least four times, at least four times. Yes, it is a Disney animated film, 
but I quite enjoy the B-movie. It's basically, if you could take Jerry's humor, animate it, and put him in a bee costume. That's that's the B-movie in a nutshell. He's really just talking about airplane food and uh, wearing wearing a blazer, making uh, making observational comedy, and that's that's what it's all about. So the B movie would recommend the B movie if you're not uh, if you're not a Jerry Seinfeld fan yet, watch the B movie. It's a it's a great film, great film. But yeah, it uh, it is just me today, so just a bunch of stories to fill your time. Wherever you're commuting, if you're taking a long commute, hour and a half uh, from San Francisco to Mountain View, or if you're just taking a nice five-minute stroll down the park, maybe you can uh, put this on repeat many times and, and finish this podcast in a matter of two weeks. Wherever you are, one of the stories that actually came to mind was when I really became a fan of Prince. Yes, you, you may be thinking, why, wa- why wasn't I a fan of Prince from the beginning? Minnesota Native, which was my family's go-to holiday location in the summer growing up. You really can't beat the Mall of America for family entertainment, by the way. The place, as advertised, yes, it's a little, a little chaotic at times, but when, you, when you're a young individual and you're a family specifically, the Mall of America, you have slides, you have cheesecake factories on every floor, you have all the shopping you can eat. Mall, Mall of America is absolutely everything that you need in a destination. But Prince Prince came onto the uh, back to Prince. Let's talk to let's talk about Prince. But Prince came onto the music scene slightly before my time. So I, I really didn't grow up on the classic stuff of Prince. And sometimes it takes an unfortunate event to really notice something and, and that leads that leads us to the day I I really truly became a, a fan of Prince. I was at a local dive bar this was a, a few years ago, and yes, I was of legal age. Um, I was at this this bar with my friends John and Doug. Those are their actual names. I didn't just make up names for the purpose of this story. I want this to be authentic. However, they do sound very generic, and I probably don't want to cause any issues with them if, if they ever want to run for office. So I want you to think of Doug being John and John being Doug. Okay? Are you confused? Good. So John, Doug, and I are at this bar, and, and mind you, this is this is the day after Prince, unfortunately, passed away. So as an ode to Prince and his lyrical genius, we decided to to go to the jukebox and pay him a tribute. Purple Rain, obviously, is the first thing that, that, that came to mind. It's a timeless classic, and, and this dive bar, it's, it's a dive bar. It will appreciate a song like Purple Rain. So we decided to play it a few times. Now, I don't know if you know how Purple Rain starts, but to, to give you a sense of it. Never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. That's uh, my Prince uh, impersonation. Hope you like it. But let's just say it's, it's a very slow start. And uh, after that slow start, it proceeds to repeat the phrase Purple Rain no less than eight times. So... We, we put it on one time, and I think at, at this point of the night, the, the bar appreciates it. Again, Prince is top of mind. People are thinking about it. People are, are, are reminiscing and remembering uh, the great Prince. It's the first time it plays, you know. People, people enjoyed it. People, people got into it. And it has a, a very, very slow start and a very slow ending where it's uh, instrumental, uh, probably a minute-long instrumental, and fades out. 
And guess what comes on next after this uh, instrumental classic? I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. And again, this second time, people are still, okay, maybe maybe they just love Prince. And we're showing adoration for, for Prince. He did overall. He was, he was a great great musician of his time. And again, he had just passed away. So people, it was uh, top of mind. So it, uh, it goes through its, its normal four or five minutes and hits the in- instrumental part. starts to wind down and, and people are, okay, what's next? What, uh, what next do we have? I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. And now, after three times, people are uh, are on high alert. And it's not just us in the bar; it's the it's the wait staff, it's the bartenders. That they're looking up, they're they're wondering why someone would play Prince "Purple Rain" three times. But again, he had just unfortunately passed away. He, he's top of mind. This is a this is a tribute to Prince. This is a tribute to Prince. Uh, they're they're not going to do anything. They're not going to do anything yet. So again. This third time, it's uh, it's winding down the instrumental part. People, people are on bated breath. What's going to come up? Is it going to come up a fourth time, a fifth time? Who who knows? Is there something else that's going to be playing? Maybe a little Tom Jones. And then, I never meant to cause you any sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. Purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain, purple rain. Yes, okay, it, by the fourth time, the bartenders are looking at us saying, what is going on? And again, we're Stonewall, John, Doug, and I, we're, we're just in, enjoying enjoying the madness as, as it's occurring. And let's just say, when it comes on for a fifth straight time, the bartenders absolutely lose it. First of all, they get out there and unplug the jukebox. Yes, a dive bar unplugging the jukebox. I don't know what they're what they're actually going to do, uh, but they knew something was up. So let's just say for the rest of the night, uh, people were a little on edge. There, there's now no music playing because people think the jukebox is either broken for some reason or Purple Rain is the only thing that c- can be played. And, and John, Doug, and I are a little disappointed because we only heard Purple Rain five times and we had put in money for 12 straight songs. And that is the day... I became a really big fan of Prince. Now let me tell you this story. The uh, the wedding day, I drank Sharp's non-alcoholic beer. So the day was, uh, I actually don't even know the specific day. Actually, I do. It was uh, July, it was the early part of July, 2012, 2013, in uh, wonderful, I, I say beautiful a lot, as, uh, as I've realized, so I'm going to remove beautiful as an adjective for the most part as I describe these various cities I lived in, various cities I go to. So instead of the beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the wonderful Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, it was, again, a, a, it was a summer day, July, or early July, warm, sunshine, sunshine going. It was, a, it was a great day for a wedding day. Great day for a wedding, actually. And come up to the come up to the bar. This is 
after the actual ceremony. We're, we're at the start of reception. This is cocktail hour. And I come up to the uh, the bartender is looking at the, the variety of beverages on tap. Okay, we've, we've got... Uh, We've got beer, we've got wine, we've got some cocktails. So look at the beer menu. There's various bottles there to, to distinguish what's available, what, what they're serving. You have the, the classic Miller, Miller High Life, Miller MGD, all the Miller products. You have an IPA for the IPA lovers. Not a big fan of the IPA, unfortunately. Doesn't doesn't go down well. And then I see this uh, this other option here. I've never really heard of this particular beer before goes by the name Sharps. I don't know if you've heard Sharps before, but it's got a, got a strong name. And for someone that uh, likes to dabble and, uh, and be a little adventurous, I like to experiment with things. Not not too much, but ultimately I, I like, like to try try new things. Love, love trying new things. And uh, so why not give this Sharps a try? We'll see how this, uh, this goes down. So I, I order a Sharps and have uh, first couple sips and it's it's quite delicious. I, I I enjoy it. I've never really had something like this. This is a lighter beer. I've uh, again don't want to go too heavy too soon in the night. So this is cocktail hour. So I I have my first sharps and uh, interacting with with folks and, and having a good time. And I'm gonna go back up uh, for for a second round in, in cocktail hour. We, we still have a little bit of time. So let's order another round. Of uh, I'll have my second sharps. So drinking, uh, drinking my second sharps, and again, this, this is going down re- really, really smooth. I, I don't know if I've, I've had a beer that that goes down this smooth in in quite a while. I've, I'm really impressed by this. I, I don't really know where they make it, but I'm gonna have to get a pack for myself. Uh, sharps really is my my type of beer. So after the, my second sharps, and I'm with a with a group of friends, and I say, hey, you know what, I got this next round. Let me uh, let me take this. And uh, I say, does anybody want uh, anybody want any beer? Does anybody want uh, this great new one? Uh, it's called Sharps. I don't know if you've heard this before, but uh, it's quite good. Let me know if it uh, you want a round of it. So I go up to the bartender and uh, and get a, myself a Sharps. People, and I don't know why they didn't they didn't want one, but uh, they did not. So I come back with my Sharps and uh, and other. Miller products for for everyone else, and uh, a friend of mine looks at me and, and says, "Do you know what you're drinking?" And I look over at him confidently and say, "Yes, yes, I do. I'm I'm drinking a Sharps. I don't know if you've had this before, but it is quite a delicious beer." And then uh, my friend informs me that that Sharps, yes, it it may be a, a delicious beverage, but it is actually a non-alcoholic drink. It is uh, within the the non-alcoholic beer family. And at that moment, I, I realized that I, I don't know the difference between light beer and non-alcoholic beer. Called Sharps uh, for the rest of the night, and and to my credit, I continued on that Sharps train. You know, if if I'm if I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna continue going, even when I realize that I'm drinking a non-alcoholic beer. But Sharps may be a potential LAE sponsor, even though they are in the category of uh, alcoholic products that uh, we don't endorse on the LAE here as uh, as part of we, we've got a, a family audience so we, we like to keep it PG but maybe Sharps maybe one day you will become a sponsor of the LAE so that was the day that was the day of the wedding where I drank non-alcoholic beer all night
That is our show for today. Thank you to the LAE faithful who basically were the captive audience and my guest here today. And thank you to David's Tea for sponsoring today's pod and, and warming up my body with the delicious organic cinnamon rooibos chai tea. Mm, mm, mm. It was delicious. You can rate the Lucas Ass Experience or the LAE on iTunes. And I, I'm appreciative of any review that you give from one to five. I appreciate your honesty. I obviously prefer fives, but I appreciate honest feedback. And a reminder, you can also listen to the LAE now on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever you may get your podcasting fix. We'll be back next week with the with another episode. And because it is March, you know what that means. I don't have the rights to that song, so I have to actually actually hum it instead of give you a clip. But it's the annual March Madness Bracket Preview coming up next week. You don't want to miss it. So until then, take care, talk soon, and God bless.